Hello and welcome back to another episode of Echo, the podcast brought to you by ESE. I hope you've had a wonderful Ramadan so far and you've taken advantage of every day and every night to pray and ask for whatever you want. Um, today is a special day since it's the 26th day of Ramadan 2021 and it's also the day before Laylatul Qadr which is also the night of destiny the 27th night of Ramadan fun fact about Laylatul Qadr it is found to be one of the last five odds of nights of Ramadan but the one that is most special the 27th it's the celebration or the night that commemorates the night in 610 CE when Allah revealed the Quran to the Prophet peace be upon him. The holy month of Ramadan is the holiest holiest month of the lunar calendar and it combines most of the pillars of Islam and most importantly the practice of fasting. While the fasting has been a practice with all religions like Christianity, Judaism, mostly Abrahamic religions that have had a religious book in the past, but it's also very common within every community in the world. So is it really different or is there some type of difference that, that is there some type of um similarity that we can highlight despite religious and cultural differences and is Ramadan as diverse as we think it is in today's episode we will be talking about culture versus religion and more specifically when it comes to the holy month of Ramadan so we started with the fun fact about Laylatul Qadr and afterwards we will be defining what is culture, what is religion, and how do other countries do the Ramadan worship or celebrate it as a celebration since there is a difference between worship and celebration. And those are keywords that will be attached to both the word uh, religion and culture. A general dictionary definition of the word religion by Google apparently is a per- particular system of belief and worship. The belief and worship of a superhuman controlling power, especially a god or gods. As Muslims, the basic of our religion is the pillars of Islam and pillars of belief. Well, the pillars of Islam, for those who do not know, or listeners that are willing to learn, are the Shahada, which is also admitting that God is the only God, and the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is his loyal prophet. There's also prayers, praying five times a day, from dusk till dawn. Uh, in specific timings, those timings change with the seasons, as well as zakat. Zakat is 
uh, a way to donate money, a certain amount, it's to create a certain balance between the poor and the filthy rich. Uh, it is a way to cleanse your money as well when you when a whole year has passed your a certain amount, you are obligated to donate a certain portion of that money. But it is also regulated with uh, law, Islamic law, as well as uh, doing the pil pilgrimage, also known as Hajj. Uh, this is mostly an annual visit to Mecca, which is also the house of God that is located in Saudi Arabia. When it comes to the pillars of belief, as Muslims, we must believe that Allah is the only God, that he has his angels that look after us and worship him 24-7 non-stop. Also admitting that he has brought upon us holy books such as the uh, Bible and the Torah and uh, the Quran eventually. Which leads us to the fourth belief, which is believing that all of Allah's prophets and messengers existed. We do believe in Muhammad, peace be upon him, as well as we believe in Jesus and other prophets like Noah, um, as well as many other examples that I am failing to name as we speak. But you are al always free to do your research. The Shahada in particular, uh, the first pillar of Islam, is the singular most significant worship. It is the basic of Islam. When you do the Shahada, you are officially a Muslim. You cannot deny the existence of God and being Muhammad, peace be upon him, being the only prophet that beholds his true message. Whereas the definition for culture is the ideas and customs and social behavior of a particular group or society. So, by definition, culture is not brought to us by God. It is man-made. We create our, our own culture, which also explains why it changes throughout the ages. Today's culture is inspired by the cultures from before, but it is inherently different because times change. And we can say that culture is also influenced by other cultures, like the globalization, for example. Uh, the way we live today is different from how we lived 20 years ago due to the influence of other cultures on us. So we can say that culture is definitely created by man. Its ideologies practices, even the way we dress, the way we eat, the way we speak, the language as well, is heavily influenced by humans. It is true that religion can influence a culture, but a culture does not have any influence on religion, especially our religion as Muslims. It is uh, a practice that is reserved and is worldwide, which is incredible. Uh, the premise of today's podcast is mostly to highlight how similar 
the whole the whole community the muslim community and the whole uni- the whole world not not only on earth the whole universe is united by worshiping allah in the same way in making us all equal in our worship and there is no difference when it comes to the laws of islam whereas culture can be different even within the same country for example here in algeria we don't necessarily speak the same dialect in the north or south west or east we don't have the same uh well origin and culture the same way we dress the same uh, way we eat uh, even the cultural practices during ramadan are different um Although the religious practice is the same, when everyone breaks their fast here in Algeria, we all break the fast the same way, and we all go to Tarawih the same way. You know, the religious practice of praying is universal. You can't find someone of a different nationality praying to Allah a different way than you. So that is something extremely magical. Our religion brings us together. It brings us into one one small village and the correct word for it would be ummah which is the term that the prophet peace be upon him used to describe us the community and that brings me to say uh, unfortunately there is a, a, a huge mistake that we do which is mixing culture with religion some people are not aware enough to know that cultural practices does not necessarily mean an offense to religion or vice versa when you do a religious practice doesn't mean that you have to change your culture for it you can read any book you want as long as you are aware religiously of what you are doing is it right or wrong so we must be aware and be uh be conscious that certain ideologies stem from culture and not our religion and I'll leave it at that. Well, this brings us to the question, a very interesting question, and I didn't seek long on the internet to find an answer to it. Um, how do Muslims worldwide celebrate Ramadan? Well, we start mostly in Algeria, as I mentioned before, despite the cultural difference and diversity, not difference, because we're not so different. We're one country, we're one nation, and we all should love and respect each other. But the um, dialectal difference and the tribal difference, which is more of a diversity that we must protect, it is a beautiful diversity. It is important to know that... Uh, it is part of our own culture to understand another region and adopt it as ours as well because we have the right to but another nation does not have that right inherently and here in Algeria the most common practice uh, in all the corners of the country is uh, well mostly in the culinary expression uh, as I'd like to call it, the first 10 days are always Sharba and Burak. Sometimes it is always like the remaining 30 days of the holy month. Um, 
there is always shorba or harira, as we also call it in different regions. Uh, burak, there is lham nhlu. There are many, many dishes that are present on Algerian tables, uh, which I find interesting, as well as others that I will fail to name as well. Um, also, something funny to add is the sherbet and qalbilouz and also zlabiyah, which is both loved and hate, hated, loved and hated within our community, but is an erasable part of our Ramadan routine. You know that Ramadan is near when you can smell your local shop selling zlabiyah. An honorable mention would be also the canon that is unfortunately no longer a common practice, especially back in the day in the streets of or roofs of the Kasbah, there would be a canon that is launched and it would announce the uh, the fact that uh, iftar or the time to break your fast is near. Uh, unfortunately, for safety reasons, uh, it is no longer a common practice, but there's always, uh, in some rural towns in Algeria or in Algiers, uh, a person that has a an instrument that roams the streets and calls for suhoor. Uh, I personally assisted that when I was younger, but I no longer have experienced it before. Um, hopefully it is not dying as a tradition, and it exists still. And it's also a common practice in Egypt, they also have that, but the only difference is that uh, they bring children with them to, uh, not, not literal screaming on the street, it's just a reminder that food time or suhoor or time to start your fasting is near um, another example would be Indonesia Indonesia is the country with the largest population in the, the largest Muslim population in the world and it beholds unique customs such as cleaning the graves of one's relatives and beloved uh, before fasting or even throughout the holy month of Ramadan. Um, it's a very interesting custom since here in Algeria we do have the uh, pressed urge to clean the whole house uh, before celebrating or practicing the holy month. And yeah, so another example would be Iran. With it, with it, with its different tribes and ethnic groups, it celebrates Ramadan in various ways. The most common practice is fasting. The last fasting, the, yeah, fast celebrating fasting by more fasting in the last three days of Shaban, which is also a month uh, that is not as holy as Ramadan, of course, but it is. Uh, preferable to fast in it. It's actually really beneficial for one for one's health as well. Um, the United Arab uh, Emirates Emirates. I always struggle with pronouncing their name. Uh, hold festivals uh, in tents 
people come from every nook, nook and corner of the world to do their aid shopping and enjoy the nighttime activities within the streets of Dubai and the whole premise of the country. So these are few examples. There are also other countries such as Turkey, Azerbaijan, um, Afghanistan, the whole Arab world, uh, a whole diversity of cultural celebrations of Ramadan. But all in all, we all practice and worship throughout this month the same way. Uh, common examples of how to effectively worship in Ramadan. Uh, it's to read the Quran. It's to ask God. Making prayers and dua is very important. As well, putting your faith and... Uh, trust and align to knowing that he will give you whatever you want and whatever you seek is really important. It is a form of worship as well. Um, as well as, of course, praying tarawih, which is significant to the holy month, and reading the Quran and learning new things, attending as many and as much Quranic readings and recitations as possible. Uh, doing good deeds as well. It's something I uh, I noticed in our Algerian community outside. People are nice, not only by saying um, culturally uh, widespread sentences uh, such as have a good iftar and have a good suhoor and things things as such expressions that we do not hear and during everyday life but only specifically during ramadan it's all a cultural reset throughout this holy month and everyone is so uh adamant on making the most of this holy month to gain as many as as many hasanats as possible which is something beautiful and inspiring honestly to see this in the streets of Algeria and this uh, observation is only meant for like Muslim countries such as Algeria again because um, our practice is widespread because when we go out at 9 a.m. in the morning or 12 a.m. in the morning 12 p.m. sorry uh, most fast food places are closed. There is no serving. Uh, coffee shops do not serve as well. There is mostly crowds in clothing shops for people who are seeking to buy Eid outfits. So the even the uh, the atmosphere changes, and uh, it's incredible to see. And but that also uh, highlights how. Uh, Well, I fail to know how to explain this, but the holy month of Ramadan creates a certain lifestyle that is magically different still. In conclusion, um, our beloved religion, Islam, is not meant to divide us. It's meant to bring us all together, no matter our ethnicity, no matter where we come from, no matter who we are. Uh, the practice of praying, fasting, 
doing the, the shahada unites us as one ummah and the difference in culture is only based on where we are from uh, we do not need to put a certain segregation on each other because of certain origins or maybe even skin color or things like that this is where for example racism stems from it's putting a difference between us but as long as we understand that a muslim here or a muslim on the other side of the globe uh, are inherently similar because this beautiful religion unites us it's when we understand that there is no difference between two people unless it's the uh, taqwa as the prophet peace be upon him has previously highlighted it creates a sense of understanding and love for our beloved community so yes this was the conclusion for now i hope you have a blessed remaining of ramadan and many more uh, make the most of it don't forget to ask allah for anything you want it is truly a blessed month and you would be surprised by all the good it will bring into your life into your life or lives um happy ramadan and happy eid and let's get lost in the echo goodbye